We all have a story, and what we refer to as our story is just a perception of reality based off our interpretation by our mind. What if I told you that none of it was real and that you could let go of the painful stories you tell yourself about your life by tapping into your heart? Many stories are unpleasant, some a little bit more than others, and they have one thing in common. They lack love and they take away our energy. The process of letting go of these deepest wounds gets to the gold of your being and reveals this incredible light within your consciousness, which is what our planet is in desperate need of at this time. It's absolutely essential that we begin to let go of the drama and trauma of our original wounds so that we can individually and collectively heal. And this is what this podcast is all about. My guest, Blythe, found me on Instagram at Mystical Motherhood, and you can too. And she reached out, or I reached out to her, and we had a magical conversation today. She took us through her healing journey, which was so profound and so powerful. And it really, really goes with my third book that I'm writing right now called The Original Wound. And what this book is about is is finding our our patterns from our past and seeing how these close our heart because what humanity is going through at this time is the opening of the heart and the a massive awakening and in order for us to awaken we have to see all of the lower frequency thoughts around material wealth around racism around sexual trauma all these lower chakra issues around safety and fear they have to be cleared and looked at in order for us to move into the heart center and be in unity and that's what our planet's doing and that's what all of you will be doing on a on an individual level as you awaken too so we jump right into talking about mystical motherhood, how she found the book and about a little bit about fertile. And then we go into her life and her healing process. And this was a really good conversation. I never listened to them, but my God, it was, it was profound. And I hope you enjoy it. If you like this podcast, please leave a rating, please subscribe. It takes one second, one, two, three, just go do it. It's very helpful. If you need any help or you know anybody that needs help, please reach out to me at mysticalmotherhood.com or mysticalmotherhood at gmail.com. And I can be found on Instagram at mysticalmotherhood. Both of my books, Fertile and Mystical Motherhood, written under Pritam Atma, can be found on Amazon and on my website. Please enjoy. Have a nice week and I'll see you again back soon. Then you found Mystical Motherhood. And to close out, I would love to hear what you thought of the book and yeah. then helped you and then how you think that healing, because what my work's all about is having women heal this kind of stuff so that then the baby doesn't get it, which is super simple. Right. And that's, and that's exactly what I have always felt is there was just a deep, deep knowing in me since I was probably 14, 15 years old that I don't know what is wrong in my family, but something is wrong and this can't continue for more generations. And I remember being young and thinking that, and to me, I was like, that's very profound to think these things. And so I, um, I came across Mystical Motherhood when I was in Hawaii. Um, I believe it was sold at a yoga studio there. I can't quite remember. Really? How it, I think so. That's and cool. I, and, it's, and it's one of those things where like, have you ever been in like a bookstore and like something falls off the shelf and you're like, I guess I'll buy this one because it literally jumped off at me. Oh, that's and, awesome. And I've always had such um, a profound connection with, with birth. And I, like, I don't know where that comes from, but I have so many different birthing books. I follow all these like birthing pages on Instagram. I like love watching birth happen. Like I like, it's just something with birth has just been ingrained. I just, I love it. Every, the metaphorical birth, physical birth, everything. Um, and I don't, I don't have any kids myself. I've actually had a couple of miscarriages, which I've, you know, I now see them as blessings and it's, it's amazing to have the feeling of the creation. Um, and so I came across the book and I, I remember reading it the first time I'm now reading it a second time, which how we connected. Um, but reading through it the first time, I was like, I resonate with this 100%. Everything in me wants to heal the things that I know are not healthy to not transfer that trauma and that pain that I, I know I have held in my body to someone else or to like, I don't want to like have a daughter and have her come out thinking mothers and daughters just don't get along. Like to me, that didn't feel right. So there was different things that I wanted to heal from that. And I remember the first time reading mystical motherhood that I was like, Oh my gosh, there is ways 
this is a possibility and someone else has already written about this. So I'm not the first person to feel this way. And there's actually guides about this. And I already had a Kundalini practice at the time. So, so opening up this book and seeing that there was different Kundalini meditations and different Kriyas and different things where I was like, oh my gosh, like I can transfer my own practice into healing these things before I do become pregnant with, with a baby. And like, even when my mom was pregnant with me, there was no joy. There was no nothing. There was no, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. You're having a, there was none of that. Please, please buy fertile now. Cause I feel like you're doing work in preparation. Yeah. Usually when somebody comes to me or finds me, like I have had the craziest stories, but then they're like pregnant. (laughs) Yeah. It's really magical. Like, I mean, to the point of like, they are brought in and they're like, I don't know who you are. And I'm like, you're going to be pregnant in three months or you're going to be like, and then, and then I give them my right. work and then and right. they call me and they're like, I don't know you, but I got pregnant. Just like you said, yeah, I don't know like, if that's going to happen. Yeah. I'm not reading it, right. Yeah, but it's usually how it happens. So I highly recommend right yeah. now you buy Fertile. Right. Fertile yeah. Yeah. was a completely channeled book that I traveled from like yes. Glastonbury to um, St. Mary Magdalene's land in mm-hmm. Egypt, all the Egypt, I love it. Nile. It was, it's, I don't even, re- I had to reread it because I couldn't yeah. remember what I wrote. Yes. Yes. I can't journal like it. that all the time. I understand completely. Yes. And yeah. so it's, and it's interesting that you talk about that too, because like mother Mary energy and just different things like this, where I have introduced my own mother to that. And she's like, oh my gosh, I don't even know what it feels like to be, to have a motherly energy. And so, you know, the fact that that's changing. So moving forward, that can be felt is the, so it's just so it's, there's not even words for it. (laughs) It's just, there's no words for it. And whoever's listening, that's wanting that mother energy, you get that mother energy from mothering yourself and from healing the mother wound. And you have to, and for looking for a husband or a a mother or whatever, it's like, you have to become the mother of yourself and you have to become the father of yourself. And then knowing that you can embody that energy within yourself, just no asking. Like, I would like to feel what like motherly energy even feels like, and just embodying that. That's to me, that was the first step of like, okay, I've never felt this outside, but I would like to feel it. And when I started to feel like that, like I'm, I don't have children myself, but almost all my friends do. And I'm like the aunt that comes around and they're like, how are you so good with babies? And I'm like, well, I, I love having the like motherly energy because I've chosen to tap into it. And yeah. I just, I love it. Now we jump directly into our conversation together about her healing process. I want to hear about your healing journey. Yeah. I want to hear how you've been, you were, we were talking and texting about the healing of the father wound and how you went through it and the steps that you took. And I want to hear what you did so that other women can learn from you yeah. and other, other wounds you've got, had to go through to heal and like different paths you've taken. Yeah. Um, yeah. So on my dad's side of the family, there's so much trauma. They grew up as, um, poor children in Oklahoma, single mother, seven children, like in that area of the country, it's very common that, you know, people don't realize as much. And so my dad kind of same as me had that instinct of something needs to be different. And then moved out to California when he was 21, met my mom instantly. They like pretty much started a family, um, with none of his, childhood wounds of abuse and neglect and like drug use all around him and just you know poverty pretty much ex- like extreme poverty um and so like our family was started based on those wounds and even for me being born and being really little I've always been very empathic and consents like the pain in him and the pain in my mother. And I just intuitively knew something wasn't right, but being little, you don't necessarily logically know what that is, but you can just feel that something is not right. Um, so I, my first step I took was moving out when I was right when I turned 18 I'm like, I'm getting away from this. I'm doing something different. I'm going to try to experience other things. Um, and that led me to, being around different kinds of families and different kinds of couples and just seeing all sorts of different things. And I'm like, okay, there is something out there that's different. There is things that feel a little bit better. There are things that seem a little bit more healthy. Um, I went to school for psychology. So I learned like the textbooks, (laughs) explanations of why these things weren't healthy. Um, 
And then actually in 2013, um, I went on a trip to Israel. Um, we're Jewish. And so I went on a trip to Israel. And when I was in Israel, I heard very strongly to move to Hawaii. So I did. And I'd always wanted to move there. Like it wasn't a big. So I, I did that in Egypt. Time. I did that in Egypt. I yeah. was like, I think I'm supposed to move to Brooklyn. I've never been there. Yeah. I, I think I'm supposed yeah. to go to Brooklyn. Yeah. So you're <laughs> so a and you're then I'm right where I'm talking to mine. during COVID. I know that's yeah. crazy, but I'm supposed to yeah. be right where I am. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I lived there for a little over four years. And in that time period, I um, met so many different like yoga teachers and healers and all sorts of different kind of um, like local people that, that the culture in Hawaii is so deeply ingrained on family and and protecting your family and having all your family members live together and loving your family. And that's like the most important thing. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is so different than anything I've ever experienced. And this feels so good. Um, so that was amazing. And then just different things. And I, I would say like the first like cracking open to everything. Um, I was going to this hot yoga studio and it was almost like when you're in the class and you're like, they're talking specifically to me and like start oh, crying. I love it. And I love it happens. <laughs> and so I'd like be in this class and or these classes and I'd have to like just go back in child's pose and like cry the whole class because I'm like, oh my gosh, like I didn't know that's a wound in myself or I didn't know I have never experienced this or, you know, A, B, and C. And, and so that's, I think, when it started to more like open up and I would have like, all these flashbacks and memories that would happen when I was in this hot yoga studio. Cause you know, you're so in, in, in tune with your breath and in your space. And all of a sudden, like, it was like the universe is like, okay, we'll remind you of this one. And it, that's when it first started to just like blow me all away. Um, and I went through my Reiki training being in Hawaii as well. And going through a Reiki training also started to bring up because once you infuse the good energy, anything that's not in alignment with that starts to come up and purge and need to leave. And um, it was like, I, I called my four years in Hawaii, like my like life school, yeah. my like life degree, um, because I learned so much about myself and my life and life in general that I just had never been exposed to anymore. And it, it almost felt like I was in a safe place because Hawaii to me feels very much like the mother energy and sitting at the beach and being in that essence feels very um, like supported and very nurturing. So it's a lot of like the father wounds would come up or sexual abuse that I had gone through or just different things where it was very, very hard and my brain had suppressed it. But then once I was in like these nurturing areas and environments, then all of a sudden I was like, okay, we're being exposed to all of this. Um, so this yeah, is so like, cool. This is so yeah. cool because I am in the process of blowing out my third book right now. Like every day I've already yeah. done pages, it's just rolling through like crazy. Okay. And so what I'm doing is I'm, it's called the original wound. Okay. And I'm talking about the opening of the heart chakra and how okay. we're all moving into the humanities, moving into that. Right. And I'm taking the steps of alchemy, which are the seven mm -hmm. steps, calcination, dissolution, if you don't know about it. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't know what alchemy is. They think it's mm -hmm. like a brand name. And it's right. not. It's right. a real right. spiritual process that it destroys right. you and brings you back up like a phoenix, right? right? Right. But so there's these original, what she's speaking of, just to put back in layman terms to mm -hmm. you know, all of us, is like sh you have an original template, and it's mm -hmm. like a blueprint, like a DNA blueprint. And so mm -hmm. typically we all, re, 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 we, without healing, we replay that template with other exactly. people in our lives right. until right. we begin to become awakened and become right. consciously aware that everyone in our life is playing out our mom or our dad or our right. brother or sister. And it's like right. we are sleepwalking. Right. Then we begin to awaken and you have to heal these wounds and see how we're repeating pattern after pattern. So it's about breaking the or healing the original wounds, breaking the template, which is super painful and why everybody avoids it. Right. And then <laughs> yes. you find as you're doing that, um, you become more alive. Right. And so there's an expansion and a contraction to the right. process of the awakening right. where you feel right. like completely connected to the universe and you contract back. 
And you do this over and over again. I often talk Mm -hmm. about it in my podcast where it's going from the mind to the heart, to the mind, to Mm -hmm. the heart. So it's expansion and contraction, but on a human Mm -hmm. term, being on a human body in the third dimensional field, it's like by being bipolar. Oh yeah. Yes. You go, you feel like yes. you're going crazy and everyone else thinks you're going crazy because right. they are still living in a non-reality. Right. So then as you begin to awaken, not only do you begin to clear your wounds, but then you begin right. to clear everyone's wounds around you. Yes. And then you become a portal for clearing everybody because you've cleared so much. And then yeah. you attract people to teach them how to clear it. And that's how yes. it all works. And yes. then you start to see how we're all being controlled by a bigger governmental force. Right. Which is the yes. bigger, which is the yeah. next opening right. of a massive control that's happening on the right. planet. And right. then you go right. into opening of the heart chakra, which is a fifth right. dimensional way of being right. and it's into Christ consciousness. Yep. That's a yeah. simple way of like right. breaking the template of like why Jesus Christ came to earth. <laughs> Just kidding. But yes. you know what yes. I mean, right? I love it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, so tell, so I want to hear like, because I kind of feel like I did uh, the mother wound first while writing my first two books. Yeah. And then my writing my third book is it's about healing of the father wound and about finding right. a sacred relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I want to hear if the mother wound and the father wound healing these came simultaneously, or you found that one happened, the next happened, or how you broke the pattern and how you stopped yourself when you were attracting the pattern again. And what happened when you would see the template approach you, how would you create a new template? Yeah. Um, I think, more of my mother wounds were shown to me. Um, growing up, we were a lot closer with my mom's side of the family. We like didn't really see or interact with my dad's side of the family at all. And that was his choice in like breaking his cycle was more just like having no communication. Um, and so... Was he conscious? Mo- um, was he a good man? Uh underneath the trauma yes but then the trauma would kind of guide certain things but underneath that he he would try his best based on what he had no experience in to be like a good version of himself like he's very loving and he's very giving when he's not triggered by something and when he's triggered by something that could last for days months years but when he's not then there's a great there's a great great person underneath there but it just depends on what's you know going on internally Um, but yeah, with my mom's side, we, I was exposed to that a lot more. And in my mom's side of the family, it was actually on both sides of my family, which that's, um, when we were texting, I told you, I started working with that other woman, um, quantum doula, same kind of thing. She like helps you birth your (laughs) energetic self and align with the Christ consciousness and the Sophia consciousness. So same thing. Um, and, uh, what I, what I found out was, so on my mom's side of the family, something I'd always had known or felt was that every single woman in our family had attracted or had been in very narcissistic, abusive, um, either addicted relationships. And this I something I'd always seen, I'd always noticed. Um, and then the older I got, I noticed that it was on my dad's side of the family as well. And I'm like, why is every single person in a very abusive relationship to some extent, whether it's, it's emotional, physical, so be it. Um, and then on my mom's side of the family too, there is this like belief that once you're born to my mom's side of the family, you have a faulty immune system. You're always going to get sick. You have all these other health problems. Like it's, there's just this like laundry list. Isn't it amazing, of, like, Isn't it amazing when you look at it and you're like, it doesn't make any logical sense to me. Yeah, it's like you're born and it's like, here you go. And I was like, yes, I have some of these symptoms, but like why? And my grandma sometimes would say, oh, like I have this. So you have this. And something in me would be like, I don't like that. Like, why is it like that? Yeah. Um, One of mine that my family yeah. would say was um, bl- family blood is everything. Family is everything. Right. And right. coming from wherever I came from, I was like, that doesn't make any sense to me because I feel like everyone's right. my family. Right. Right. Yes. Make any sense? I mean, yes. just just a basic one, but like constant right. yeah. things that would right. be said, and I'm like, that doesn't make any right. sense to me. And like to your core, you're like, I don't know about this. There's right. Okay, sure, I guess, but yeah. And so the older the older I got, and I was um, going through different health problems or whatever. Um, and it's interesting. So back in December of 2016, I vividly remember this. I was sitting in my studio in Hawaii and I was reading 
I was reading something or listening to someone. It was like a great Braden, Bruce Lipton, some scientific something. I remember it. And um, it was asking for the universe to rejuvenate your body to its original state of perfect health. And I was like, oh, that sounds great, right? Like that's going to be my affirmation for the night. I rejuvenate my body to its perfect state of natural health. And I woke up the next morning, sicker than a dog. Oh, can I say something really interesting? Go ahead and <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you after. Yeah, so so that's fast crazy. Forward, fast forward to like present day, like I now can say like I'm so much more healthy than before. But that like initial like declaration, I guess you could say, like purged everything that did not align with that. And for the last like three and a half, almost four years, like I have been sicker than a dog, but it was to like, it was to bring up like certain things that like, okay, like, yes, you're experiencing this, but like, this is not true. And this is not true. And just all sorts of different like health related things. So like my, I got, um, I ended up getting mold poisoning when I was in my apartment in Hawaii and I knew it was covered in mold and I would clean all the time and try to like clear it out. And just not knowing like, Oh, that's not healthy. You know, the landlords were like, Oh, it's your fault. It's moldy. It's whatever. That was my first thing of like, I didn't create this. And like the power struggle, I started to notice that too. Um, but I had to move home and to, to deal with my health. And that's kind of when all the family healing helped too, because for the first time since I was 18, I was 27 at the time. I had to live at home with my parents. I was super sick. They've never known how to like parent and nurture me. And all of a sudden I'm like a grown adult and I needed them to do those things because I couldn't get out of bed for days at a time sometimes. Um, and then I kind of just adopted the, oh, maybe our bodies are faulty. and Maybe this is just what happens. And maybe this is my future and that whole line of things. And then I started seeing an amazing therapist that he... Um, he has his, he has multiple um, he has multiple degrees in different things in psychology and he also is uh, trained in in like psychology yoga training. I don't know what the proper term for it is, but he teaches his clients different um, Jung, like yoga. Like Jung Jung um, He it's okay. I can't remember. Yeah, I can't remember, but it's a it's it's a form of psychology that you you teach yoga through too, which is cool. So I like resonated with that because that's how I heal through things. Um, and we started noticing like these different patterns and different things and kind of breaking through, through that. And, and my immune system would start to work a little bit better. And then I would get certain tests done from, you know, the Western medicine world. And just, I was this whole whirlwind of just like health stuff and, and family stuff. And just, it was like, I, I was like, I don't know when I agreed to jump at the deep end, but like, Oh my God, here we are. And you know, going through like suicidal thoughts. Cause I was like, I can't take this. This is way too much for me. This is also crazy. And, um, then starting to like little bits at a time, realize certain things and heal from certain things. And, and recently, um, I, I, I mean, in the last couple of months, honestly, like I had these blood tests done and certain things done and and it was showing that like my immune system was kicking in in positive ways. There was just so many different pathogens in my body that my body like couldn't necessarily keep up with how many pathogens were in there. But like my body was super strong and doing exactly what it was supposed to be doing. But it so doesn't make I, any logical sense because you're 27 and that's years when old. I, right. And that's when like I clicked on to like, okay, like my body's super strong. There's just things that based on different environments and different things. Right. So this is all about epigenetics and this is what fertile is all about, about, you know, the, these thoughts, beliefs, emotions, and environments program your life and the breaking of them is very Mm -hmm. difficult, but I love Kundalini yoga because Kundalini does it so quickly. And so one thing I, I, when I got so excited when you were speaking is when you were saying, I just I just, uh, a teacher just wrote this the other day. They said mm-hmm. that the difference between affirmations and mantras, so that in the Kundalini Yoga heritage, there's a lot of uh-huh. specific mantras we use to create right. our reality, to right. change our DNA, to create our reality, whatever you want to say, like a painting. Right. But then with affirmations, affirmations, they said, will bring the opposite. I, it's something that's never like, like because like, it's coming from the level of yes. the mind, it, it, yes. it creates. Yes. So like anything created, so I've been taught this in meditation, anything created from the level of the mind will always create the polarity of it. So like let's yeah. say and anything created from the level of the heart creates, creates 
It's like you have to put your heart, if you have a manifestation or a vision you want to create, put it inside of your heart Mm -hmm. and put it that feeling out of what that is to the universe you're trying to create Mm -hmm. when you create from the mind. So the Mm -hmm. people who created the secret, Mm -hmm. they had all this stuff about the secret and like the secret is this is how you manifest, you feel it or whatever. They all got into a huge um, court case fighting money. And it's like, why? Well, I think right. it's because they it's all the secrets based on created from the mind, but not from the level right. of the heart. And these higher right. dimensional fields, the right. angels and the beings that I've seen are creating from the level of the heart. They're using sacred right. geometry to build this right. world. And I believe that's what we're all going into. Right. So with all these wounds, you can't create because the wounds, if we're, yes. if we're creating from yes. the level of the heart or the level of the mind... If we're creating from the level of the mind, we're done creating duality. If we're creating mm-hmm. from the level of the heart, we're still going to recreate our wounds if not healed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So back to the thing about affirmations, yeah. I don't know if they're good or bad, but all I know is she said they create the opposite. Right. And well, and that's the thing, and especially, and especially when I started being very aware of like, okay, I'm doing all this like affirmation baloney, like like if that works for someone, great. For me, for some reason, when I started doing it, I kept getting in it almost felt like if you have a, like a ball of yarn, it kept feeling like my ball of yarn kept getting more and more and more knotted. And I'm like, this is supposed to be doing the opposite. What is happening? You know, and it's then- so funny because that is like, I'm on a, so I, I go through the same things of trying to heal something new. Yeah. And it's like, you know, first I'm like, I'm going to become very financially stable on my own as a woman. And the next is I'm going to publish two books. I'm going to do a third. Like, I mean, it's just one thing after another of like, yeah. how can I use my practice to create, Right. And also to clear myself, to clear these generational patterns. So mm-hmm. different things like the, you know, eating disorder. Let's move through this. Let's get not. That is one of the, that is another one on my mom's side of the family. It was like, you just are born in with like an eating disorder. Your stomach is, is faulty. You won't digest anything. You'll probably be bulimic because of these things. Right. So, you know, like, it's just so normal. It Right. But the healing of it is so amazing because just if anyone's listening and you're on the healing journey. If you put your mind to it and you ask God to come in to help you, it may not be Kundalini yoga. It may not be mystical motherhood. It will be something. Well, so, so interesting. You say that because when I was uh, 17 or 18, I can't remember now, I had to go to the dentist and the dentist noticed that I had um, decay on the back of my teeth. And she instantly knew that it was from like throwing up. And I, she didn't say anything to me, but she asked my mom, like a little angel in disguise, right? Asked my mom if she could come to my house and like talk to me if I was having these issues or if if there was anything going on. And I like remember being that age and walking around my neighborhood with this woman that was so loving and so kind and just wanted me to know, um, like she wasn't like, you need to stop doing this. She just wanted me to know the damage it was doing to like my internal organs and different digestive processes and certain things. And and I remember her focus was like to be healthy as a person and for your organs to be healthy, this is not healthy. And that's when I started tuning into like, oh, food is for like nutrients, not to like stuff my face and different things where it was all because of this woman coming at it with such like a compassionate approach for like my well being in general that that's when like my shift kind of started with like it's the food so stuff. fascinating because mm-hmm. it's such basic understanding that if we're ch- as children programmed off the trauma of the program like the template is right one weird thing after another then it's like simple like you chew your food like with my kids right. i'm like chew your food right. no one ever told me to do that right no yeah. Yeah. um no one ever told me that yeah it's yeah. so simple, but it's like mm-hmm. these, like, that's like what we're talking about school, like home, you know, you have yeah. four years of going to school. Yeah. Like a life school, life school yes. right. Yeah. And like, this is how you chew your food and, and this is healthy. And like, I remember going to college and having a girlfriend being like, this is how you cook. And I'm like, right. what do you mean? Yeah. And she's like, well, you put the food in here and then it's healthy to eat it. You can put it in your body. And I was like, Wow, you know, and yeah. it became like that you could create a relationship with something very right. simply. And it's and right. and even the healing from all these different things, it I go at it like a maniac, like I'm gonna get you know, heal it. But I've found <laughs> with too. going at it like that, like saying, like, 
for example, my recent was, was healing all the male trauma because of the amount of, you know, different things. And so I've been, my mind has been like, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this. And I keep attracting not the one I want. I mean, it's, it's getting better and better and better and better. (laughs) Yes. But I'm laughing at the whole process that I'm constantly talking about on this podcast of like, okay, here's another man. And then I'm like, it still has part of the old, not all of them. Right. But there is sometimes like when, if one comes in, it's the old template. I laugh. Mm-hmm. Are there any? How do we know? And Aww. I was like, I will find yeah. them and I will let you yeah. know. And right. there's so many. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But it, and it's but, interesting too, like once you become so aware of like, okay, this is exactly what I don't want to create again. It's like, it happens so quickly. You're like, oh, there's that. And there's that. And, the, and it's so... It's interesting. So tell so me, us and what to do. Yeah. Tell me what to do. I mean, I don't know. If I have that whole create, answer I mean, for you. But... We, I guess it's about healing. I mean, as we're talking about it, it's sort of like if we know that we're creating polarity with the mind, and we say right. these things of like, "I'm going to get this," and then they're like, right. "Are you sure?" And then right. so we drop down into the heart, right. and we clear out the wounds, and we're coming from a vibration of love. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can't not create that love in whatever form that is. Yeah, I, t- I, I totally agree. Um, so with a lot of my um, like father wounds things, I noticed that it was a lot of... So in my mom's side of the family, when I saw that every woman was in an abusive, addictive A, B, and C relationship, I noticed that a lot of that also came from my dad's side of the family and how my dad also... When I was young, my dad was very... Um, like verbally abusive. It was never like hitting or anything like that, but it was just verbally and like emotionally abusive. Um, his dad was like a monster. So he, that's all he had ever seen was arguing and yelling and putting down. And his dad left when he was three. Um, and he was a cop. So again, abusive power, abusive, your stance and different things. And, um, so that's all I'd seen on my dad's side of the family. And then, I noticed in my life, I kept attracting and keyword being okay with men that were like that, because again, that's all I had seen. And then I started getting to the point when I started growing energetically and when I started standing more in who I am as a person. And when I started becoming more like loving as a person and being okay with being more loving as a person, to me, it was very scary at first because the more open and loving and more feminine I felt, the more um, like sexual predators I started to attract into my life. And I was like, okay, this is also not okay. So then I, same thing as like the expanding contracting that I would shut down completely and w- wouldn't allow any men into my life. I wouldn't communicate with any men. Um, and then I would, that would not feel good anymore and it would feel too small. So then I would expand a little bit more. And so that was, that's something that I've been going through since I was about 17, 18 years old, um, I'm 30 now. And so what I noticed with my last partner I was with is that he expressed a lot of the same um, characteristics, but he was also a father of three boys. And so I would see how he would parent his boys. And I noticed that that's what I felt like I was missing. Like I was so attracted to him because of like that fatherly feel that he had. And he had a lot of the like emotionally abusive kind of things to him. And I was like, oh, now I start to see that I was okay with the abusive tendencies because he had the fatherly feel to him. So it's like I ignored the negative things because the other stuff felt so good. And so now I'm realizing, okay, so if it's that like fatherly feel per se that I wanted, I don't necessarily have to get that from my physical dad, which he's... It's interesting. I'm I'm actually living with my parents at the moment because little side note, I was engaged um, about a year ago. Broke that off. Um, he ended up being a like like narcissistic psychopath, to where he like got put in like a mental institution. That's a whole other side story. Yeah, I understand, but um, <laughs> but like but yeah, like very very serious thing. Um, so I came back to. Um, emotionally heal and to be with my family. And then that kind of brought up its own like medical things because I was so stressed out. Um, Oh, which I'll wrap back around to. um, So so what happened to, are you still with this man that was replacing Mm -hmm. the father? No, no, no. How did you, how can you teach women to get, how do we teach, how do we teach women to get out, to see it, 
And how yeah. do we end it? How do you bring up the worthiness? And this can be with yeah. everyone who's listening. This is with career. Right. This is with oh, your finances. Yes. Yes. This right. is not a joke with just men or, or, or girlfriends. I mean, this is your life. And so right. I want you to A, teach us how do we awaken to even seeing these patterns? Most women don't even... Right. So that's why I wanted to include, like, I the most important thing to me was that I was allowing it. Like I had seen it. I was aware of it. I had the little gut feeling. I had the heart feeling. I had all the things, but I was allowing it because it's something that I was just used to. And it was a pattern. And once I was, once I was aware that A, I was aware of it and B, I was the one that was allowing it. I was like, okay, do I consent to continuing to allow this? If I do, that's my choice. And if I choose to be in a relationship like that, that's my choice. But if I don't, then I have to communicate this very clearly on this is where I'm at. And that's um, where we had gotten to, where we had gotten um, in, like long story short, just in an argument. And he had, like in psychology terms, just the gaslighting just completely turned it off on me and made it seem like I was crazy and I didn't know what I was talking about. And I'm the kind of person, I'm like a very research fanatic. <laughs> so I was like, here's your proof. Here's this and that. I am not lying. This is what's going on. And I had to stand very strongly in what I knew to be true and what I knew was not right. And then from that came, okay, now I know that this behavior is not right. Do I allow it? And then once I said, no, I don't want to allow something like that, then like the fear starts to creep into your mind. But like, but if you don't allow this, what if you are never with someone ever again? And if, what if, what if it never gets any better? And what if, you know, that's when all the mind stuff starts coming in. And exactly what you said, I had to drop into my heart and I was like, yes, I might deeply, deeply love him as a person, but these are things within my family that I don't want to continue. And I'm seeing them clear as day. And so if I don't want to continue them and I'm already noticing them then I have the choice to say no to them. And that's kind of where I was. And I sat on that for like an hour or two. Like for me, this one came quick. We were together for nine months and this one came a little bit more quick to me. In the past, it's taken a year, two years, three years where I'm like, I see it. I don't know. Do I want to? I don't know. But this time, because I had been doing the work on myself and I'd been doing the work on, on the wounds and on not wanting to recreate these family patterns that I knew were not serving me nor anyone else, I was like, okay, in order to go forward on this, I can't say yes to this, which easily I could have, but I was like, I know I can't say yes to this anymore. So, and I, and I clearly broke it off, like explaining those things and with the intention that this is not healthy for me because A, B, and C, and you can continue that pattern with another woman or with whoever else, but for me and based on what I'm healing with, uh, this is not going to work for me. And then what, um, what did he do? Um, still kind of turned it on me and, right. and was, and was like, well, never you know, change. You'll never change. No, 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 no. And especially if they're not willing, he would, he grew a little bit with me. And I think that's why for me, I thrived in it a little bit because we were growing to a certain extent. And then he completely tapped out and then reverted back to old things while I was still growing. And that's why they were so apparent to me on what, wasn't working. And it wasn't like I was not working. It was, I've grown so much past this and I've seen all of these things and I can't continue to consent and to agree to them. Right. And Um, there's something too, if you can find a man who is willing to do the growth with you, like if you consciously say, this is the pattern you're, you're really bringing up for me. And they'll say, well, this is the pattern that you're really bringing up for me. Can we come to some right. sort of a conscious, because everyone is going to mirror. And so and right. it comes down to now that I, I'm attracting such beautiful conscious men, but we all mm-hmm. have different traumas and I'm right. so high alert on um, what's yes. wrong mm-hmm. that I'm actually pushing some, away some good men that may or right. may not exactly. be mm-hmm. the right ones, right? Because I'm so, I'm so scared of being wounded. And so there has Mm -hmm. to be a balance between, okay, are we both willing to grow together? Because every man is going to have some sort of a little something you're not going to like, maybe you're not attracted to them. Maybe they create the father wound. Maybe they're not as wealthy or maybe they don't, they are too wealthy. You know, like there's always just Mm -hmm. like something and it's like, can I work with this? Can we work together? And will this be a spiritual union, a physical union, a mental union or all? 
Right. right. And, and I also believe that the communication of that is very, very important from the beginning. And I know a lot of women um, or men, it goes either way, are scared of bringing that up in the beginning. So they're like, oh, this person's too intense for me or whatever it may be. And I noticed like this, this last one that I was with, like I communicated those, communicated those things from the beginning and some things were great. And I think he mentally thought he could step in to that. And he, he mentally thought that that's something he wanted. And then when his own wounds started to come up, that's when he backed off and was like, okay, this is like too much for me, right. but wouldn't communicate that with me. He would just like leave or become aggressive towards me or just different things where I knew he had hit his limit and we would try to communicate these things. And then it would turn into anger. And I was like, okay, this is what I've experienced for 30 years of my life. I don't want to continue this because I know what it looks like and I know how it makes me feel. So that's when I went back to what you said about going into the heart. And I was like, okay, if I'm really wanting like that fatherly nurturing kind of like feeling, then if I'm not going to get it from my physical dad, which, you know, I do in some instances, but he's only capable of so much, which is understandable. Then I have to um, either find different male teachers that I can learn from or different... Um, you have to find the template. Exactly. Of you what have to create for me and it's going to be very different. what you yes. want. And this goes right. with career, anything like, and exactly. you'd be surprised the places they come from. It doesn't, ha- it's mm-hmm. not, it's like everyone is a hologram. And so if, you right. if you're missing a template, find the template. Comes in various forms that sometimes we don't understand why the thing keeps coming up. And I believe it firmly has to go with being like, okay, do I want to agree with this? from here on out. And then once you say no to that, then things start to shift a little bit and different things are shown to you. Yes. But then you still have to work on whatever that, that wound is from, from the previous while you're going in the direction of the better feeling thing heart wise. Yes. Right. So, okay. Let's remember back to when we couldn't see anything Mm -hmm. and it's sad on this planet, but there has to be in, in, so let's remember, let's go back to when we had no uh, understanding, we were still sleeping and we didn't mm-hmm. understand that there was any pain within us and we were like drinking yeah. and like throwing mm-hmm. up and like doing yeah. drugs or whatever, right? Yeah. All of us on the planet are doing in some matter, shape or form. Too much wine, right. Right. too much exercise, right. too much everything mm-hmm. or too little, which are the two forms of depression on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, too much or too little. So when you're talking to a woman or a woman's friend. So if there's a listener out there right now has a friend who hasn't woken up and she sees a pattern in the friend or she hasn't woken up yet and she can't see what we're talking about because it takes a, it's almost like when I began to wake up, it's like I was in a crowd walking through thousands of people and just walking. And then all of a sudden I was lifted out of my body and was on Mm -hmm. a tall building Mm-hmm. And I could see all the patterns of how this person's connected to this person to connected to yep. this person to connected to that. Mm-hmm. And then you get to, and then you see how you are the, you are God and you are creating your own world. Mm-hmm. And so that's the best way I can describe it as, but with the people that are just, and then the more you awaken, the more you see the patterns, the faster mm-hmm. they come, the more pain. And you can amplify this as the alchemist to make it go mm-hmm. faster or mm-hmm. slow it down depending mm-hmm. on how fast you want to awaken or you want to help awaken others. I really think that's right. actually a yeah. choice. Yeah. So it seems like on the planet right now, we have to go through pain to awaken. There, right. We can't just awaken through joy. It's like, I don't know mm-hmm. if there's a template on our planet for that, or as humans right. are deciding that we need a catalyst of pain right. to awaken. For me, yeah. I went through pain to awaken. You went through pain to awaken. Right. I, the cat- catalyst feels to. like a good, a good word. Yeah. I, I, I believe it's possible to not to, um, but I feel like, catalyst was like a perfect word that you said it's like something in you is like oh this doesn't feel good and then it opens up the window to why (laughs) and everything else that comes with that Mm -hmm. so with somebody who hasn't had a catalyst yet yeah um and but they're like gosh something in my life because I remember before I was gonna say it's the it's like the longing feeling I think is is for some people that seem to 
have it all on paper per se, right? Like their life seems great. There's not really any specific issue. Like I, so when I, I was working in San Diego and I was working at a very, I don't want to say any names cause it's, there's no point in it, but I was working in a very um, high end salon. I was doing hair. I was working in a very high end salon. I was making a ton of money. I had great clients. I was like living the dream, lived six blocks away from the beach. And that's before I went to Israel and I was like, I got to do something different. And it set me into like the depths of the craziness, but it was first that longing feeling of like, there's, I think there's something more. It's like I tapped out. I was I like, I was, I was 20, I was 22 years old. I was 22 years old, 21, 22. And I just had this feeling of like, I'm going to all these nightclubs. I'm getting like bottle service with all these like, like well-known people. I'm making a ton of money. Like I was like, I, I felt like I tapped out and I was like, I'm 22. Like what? What? Like, no, I wasn't in a relationship, had the house, had the family, but within my spot and where I was, I felt like I had kind of tapped out and I was like, I don't, there just, I don't know. There just has to be something. And then once that question came up, that's kind of when I started to, to question more, Mm -hmm. but it was that initial like longing feeling. It's like a Wizard of Oz when she, it's the hero's journey in Wizard of Oz. She's, what does she even want to do? She doesn't even know, but she just gets taken up in a tornado, right? And then she's, right. up, like, yes. she's on this road and then she's like lost. It's like Alice in Wonderland and like, these are the hero's journeys. And it's, and it's yeah. when you're in it and Alice in Wonderland is such a great, I, I, I'm Wizard of yes. Oz is exactly the same yes. thing. You feel yes. Yes. like you're in some land that no one else understands and you're like, yes. No, you don't understand. There's so many synchronicities. You don't understand. This man's like, it, 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 there's yeah. none of it is. It's all God, and none of it's God. And it, and then the the leaves become God, and their signs. And then mm-hmm. if the poetry becomes God, and the songs are speaking to you, right. and you tell people that aren't going through it what you're talking about. Like my sister's like, you are crazy. Yeah, exactly. You don't understand. They're trying to help me wake up. I'm going through an alchemical transformation. Yeah. So with people that want to begin this, yeah. what do we tell them? What, what they want to see their patterns. They want to start to have their heart open. They're nervous. Yeah. Um, well, the first thing I would say is it's definitely not for the faint of heart and it's not pretty. It's not like, I guess it can be for some, but for most of everyone that I've talked to that have gone through a similar thing or me myself or seeing other people going through something, it's usually not pretty. And I always, um, not to scare people away from it, but to give them a heads up. Like I wish I would have had a heads up that was like, Hey girl, when you start meditating and really start doing energy work and stuff, like your life's going to change dramatically and it's going to seem like the world is ending, but it's for, it's for good. It's really for good. And I always tell people like my, um, analogy per se is like when you first start cleaning, right? Like say if you first start cleaning and you're pulling things out and you're noticing really old shirts or whatever, just things that you start pulling out and they're dusty and they're old and they kind of smell weird. And you're like, Oh my God, I didn't even know I had all these things and I don't really want these things anymore. Or do I want them still? And it gets really messy when you first start cleaning before you start sorting through things and putting things back. And then it starts to become much more pretty and how you want it to be and what feels good. But at first you kind of have to dig up the junk to get to that spot. Um, and so once you do that and once you start tapping in and then it's a really cool thing, like what we were talking about that, uh, like I haven't, like I had no intention to sit here and be talking with you and be on your podcast. That was not on my vision board. <laughs> you know, like that was not, I don't even do them anymore because of things like this, but it's like, but because I've been putting out the frequency of healing family patterns and of healing things within myself and not agreeing to those things anymore, something like this perfectly came in like aligned for us to be talking about and for things like that to happen. So like really magical, cool things can happen and great people can come into your life and experiences, but it does get pretty messy. And I think that there is a lot of, especially right now in the spiritual community, um, and even the health communities and different things like that, there's a lot of spiritual bypassing because people don't want to do the dark side of it because it is scary and it brings up a lot and it can be triggering and it can put people into a different state of like their own trauma that they didn't even know 
existed or whatever. And it can be kind of scary. And so it's the light, pretty, everything is pretty and happy and affirmations and pink and fuzzy. And that's great. But a lot of the times the the underneath traumas and the pains and things like that are still there. And so unless I think someone is in a space to really clean it all out, like the analogy goes, then it can become really beautiful. So it, it, it can be funky and it can be really, really cool. But I also feel that not everybody signed up in their incarnation to do this level of work. Mm-hmm. And I oh, feel I that there are that. certain people on the planet that are coming in to take on, destroy, and and create entirely new templates for many, yeah. many generations to come on a level that's right. so profound right now, we don't even understand the level of work that's happening. Yeah. So if you're listening and you're like, I don't know what they're talking about, it's because that's okay. You're, whatever yeah. you're doing right now is, is to be whatever you're going to be doing. But if you are listening, there's a part, the only way, the fastest way to awaken is to awaken somebody else. And the only way someone else can know that there's another path or there's a different way of thinking about it is having an expansion, which Mm -hmm. would be, oh, I heard that before. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you have to know it exists. Mm -hmm. I didn't know, and no, it yes, existed until I saw the spaceships, right? right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but same, yes, and same going to the to the to the family patterning and different things. And I started so two years ago. I went to Peru, and that was again something I never in a million years thought I wanted to go there, do whatever. And it kind of just popped up in my experience, and I was like, I'm going. Um, I've been there twice. And what I experienced being there is like the Latin motherly love of just hugging you and kissing you and making you eat food till you throw up out of love (laughs) instead of out of trauma. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh my God, this exists. And that's when like a lot of my stuff with my mother started to heal because I said, oh my God, this exists. This different relationship to have with a mother or with your own mother exists. And I felt it from someone else. So now I know it exists. And so exactly what you you spoke on. And so seeing other people's relationships or seeing different ways that men function, I also realized, okay, this exists. Like I'm not crazy for wanting to change these patterns and wanting to say no to these unhealthy patterns because I've seen other things exist. And I think that has a big part to do with um, people wanting to step on the path of being like, I know something else exists, whether you know what that is or not. You just, you just have the knowing of something else exists. Right. And I felt that too. Like I remember I had everything, I beautiful home, a husband, you know, like the, mm-hmm. the kids. I mean, there's a lot hidden underneath those right. yeah. experience that nobody knows about. But, it, but it's shown to you as this is the perfect thing. Right. right? But like, it's not so. perfect, but right. I'm not getting into that. But yeah. yeah, but I remember feeling grinded. Like I'm not completing my mission. I'm not completing what I came here to do. I'm not completing what I came here to do. And the feeling my sister, I, I've talked about this before, but my sister was like, uh, that's the, the realm of hungry ghosts. And I was like, no, that's God calling me. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of it was the realm of hungry ghosts and I couldn't right. figure out if, if what was the difference, but there was also mm-hmm. a drive in me so big. Mm-hmm. And so as I've done this healing work, it does, the c- expansion and contraction is real. So the expansion mm-hmm. is beautiful because you're experiencing things at such a high pace mm-hmm. compared to the average human. Oh yeah. It will, if you are open to it, it comes fast. <laughs> fast, right. And it'll pour yeah. in and then... Yeah. But, you know, you also feel more alive than the average human. You, you right. feel like you, it's not, there, there's more alive, there's more energy, there's more, tr- mm-hmm. you, you attract more people for them to heal. You then tell your mm-hmm. story. I mean, I wouldn't have created the level of creativity flowing through mm-hmm. me to even think of these things right. if I right. hadn't had healed them. And then what, you, what happens is you embody the healing and whether mm-hmm. or not you recognize even the tiniest amount of work you've done, you then have the ability to transfer it. Like the Dalai Lama, I'm not comparing any mm-hmm. of the, every healer around the world to Dalai Lama, but right. when the Dalai Lama or these healers or even yoga teachers are speaking, it's not about what they're saying. Mm-hmm. It's all an energetic transfer. Mm-hmm. So anybody who's doing right. that work has that ability to energetically transfer and open the mm-hmm. field for somebody else to say. So if you, if I have looked at my big, biggest demon in the eyes and conquered mm-hmm. it, I right. then can give that gift to another woman and say, you can look at your biggest demon. Mm-hmm. And so I had a guest, my most last, my last guest, 
She was healing from tra- sexual trauma. And I kept saying, you've got to heal this all the way through because if you mm-hmm. can do it, right. you can teach so many other women, they can do it. And it's different than someone just telling you like a coaching thing yeah. that it's, it's different, right? It's like you embody the energy of, of being healed from it. And people feel that from you. And it's right. much different than, than logically listening to something. And that's what I've noticed in my own process that is so huge is that because I'm living, you know, of, of course, this is not by coincidence with my family, while I'm healing from these things, they've seen it in me to where they're like, oh, if she can heal from this, then it's okay for us to do so as well. And my family started digging into like their own stuff, but it is going much easier for them. I think because I have consciously agreed to take on like the the bulk and the really dark stuff that for them it hasn't been as dark it's a very interesting thing to witness and even so like one of the first things i wanted to um address in the patterning was like the narcissistic abusive behavior right and so i just started this work with the other woman i was talking to you about um a little over a month ago in the last two weeks my brother has my brother broke up with his extremely abusive narcissistic girlfriend because all of a sudden his eyes were just kind of open to it. Like, oh, this is really unhealthy. And we're like, we haven't liked her for years, right? So he, something turned on in him. And my dad came in my room yesterday and he was like, hey, I was talking to his brother, my dad's brother. He goes, I was talking to my brother and he has decided in the last two days to leave his girlfriend of like 20 years that is extremely narcissistic and abusive. And I'm going, oh my God. Like it's starting to ripple out into like, which is funny, the men in my family breaking up with the very toxic women in their lives. And I'm not saying it's because of me, but the energetics flowing, like flowing through the family lines are, are apparent. Like I can't make this stuff up, you know? That's cool. So it's, 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 it's so cool. And that's why I'm saying it can be dark and it can be funky and whatever. But then what you start to see coming out of it is amazing. Like one of the biggest patterns in my mom's side of the family was mother and daughters don't get along. And you're just, you're just born into it. And that's something that I was like, mom, we can get along. And she's like, no, 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 no. And just always kept me at a distance. And then we have done our own healing work, my mom and I, because we've agreed to it. We've consciously agreed to it. And now her and I get along. We still have our, our differences, of course, but we get along as like one human to another so well. And it's interesting having a mother-daughter relationship with her being in her 50s and me being 30. It's not the same like, oh, let me just like snuggle you. And you know, like when you're little, but it's, it's, we have very interesting conversations and we could go run errands together. And we went on a trip to the big islands last year for our birthdays together. And mothers and daughters in our family do not do things like that. So the fact that we're choosing it's and that's my biggest thing is i feel like it's a choice these things can get brought up to you these patterns can get brought up to you these feelings can get brought up to you the universe can tell you in 18 ways that these things are there but it's your choice on whether or not you want to open up that door that might seem a little weird you know and see what's behind it and for some it might be a little too much and that's okay and you take it really slow and that's fine too but it's the choice of just wanting to do things I always say differently it might not even be better at first but it's just different and then you can kind of mold that to whatever starts to feel better because like I came from like I said a father line of intense trauma a mother line of intense trauma I didn't know what was up half my life (laughs) Like it, it was just trauma. It was like the blind leading the blind. It was just madness for so long until I got completely physically almost 3000 miles removed from my family to just experience something different. Not saying what I experienced somewhere else was even better because the Hawaiian culture has its own trauma within itself, but I got to experience something different. And that's when like my door started to be open to other things. So cool. Thank you for this awesome conversation. Yeah. Here, do is yeah. there any way we can find you online or yeah I um I actually just started um a new Instagram page that is all about this type of healing work oh one little thing that I wanted to wrap back around that I started talking about in the morning in the beginning so in the last couple of months with um doing my own energetic healing work and nutrition and supplementing and different things I have reversed almost all of my autoimmune blood work panels, all these different deficiencies and all these things I've mentally been told were wrong with me for so long. And I was like, I don't believe that. And so now in Western 
medicine testing and things, that's all turned around to where I don't believe any of those patterns anymore. Like I believe if you want your body to be healthy, it doesn't have to be a pattern that goes through with your family. And that's so, I wanted to throw that in back in the beginning. I kind of started to talk about it, which has been so, so cool in these last couple of weeks um, that I've come across. But yeah, so I started a new page. It's called Lotus Soul Healing. So there is the two S's between Lotus and Soul. Um, And I just want it to be, as of now, like more of a community where more women can talk about this or have one another to talk to about this, or we can share our experiences. Um, Cause you know, it's, there's not really a template on how to do this. Everyone's just kind of bouncing off one another who have gone through it or who are currently going through it or like how you and I linked up. I just tagged reading my book again and here we are talking about it and more um, women and our people can just tap into this and listen as well. So Lotus soul healing on Instagram. Nice. Thank you yeah. so much. Thank you.